0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the rest of my year and my plans for 2019. So keep listening. Hey, welcome back to the Lost in Life podcast. This is Geshe Butt and you're here with me, one-to-one, and I'm going to cover in this episode the second half of my yearly review in the last episode the very first inaugural episode of this podcast I talked about my 2018 I talked specifically about my reading goals my learning and some of the takeaways and it was all based on my yearly review which you can go and read on my website geshefbutt.com and then go to my blog page or section and you'll see there 2018 my yearly review or You know, you can Google it, you'll find it's very easy. Um, So I'm going to continue on with where I left off after a short little break and talk about my workout routines and my physical progress. Because yes, this channel is all about, and this podcast, let me just pause there. (laughs) This podcast specifically is all about mastering your mindset And I'm a big believer that if your mind is not where you want it to be and you feel anxious, you feel a lack of clarity, you feel a lack of connection, loneliness, all these things that people are struggling with in 2019, your physical body is a very good way, a very easy way to settle your mind down. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, just imagine for a second, you wake up and the first thing you do is you eat an entire pizza. I know there's, you know, students out there who do this. And imagine you do this every single day for the entire week. Immediately, you know what I'm getting at. You're going to feel sick very quickly because your body's not designed to eat that kind of nutrition every single day. You know, things that are high in fat, high in sugar, salt, all these things. And your nutrition has a massive effect on your body um if you think about the way that your cells are made just at a very simple level your fuel that you're putting into your engine your body if it's not the right kind if you're driving a petrol car and you put diesel in what happens you have to flush the entire thing out and there's been numerous studies done and I'll definitely cover these on my channel um let me know if you'd be interested in those as well by the way there's been new- numerous studies done I don't know what's happening to me this morning. Um, I think I've been just doing a lot of recording. So my brain is just not ready yet. (laughs) But there's been numerous studies done looking at the impact of fasting, for example, on delaying aging, on improving your vitality and flushing all the toxins out. And if you're putting crap, rubbish into your body every single day, you're not going to feel great. A strong body gives rise to a strong mind and that's why you know for me this is a really important section of my life a cornerstone section that I take really important um, sometimes I focus on it too much sometimes I focus on it less um, for example currently I'm taking a break from the gym for a couple of days that I don't really want to take but I overstretched my back so I want to make sure I heal correctly and I give my blood my body plenty of time to recover so this year I'm just looking at my workout consistency and my goal this year was to improve my consistency to over 75%. Now I try to train anywhere between three to four times a week so that gives me a, a running total, if we're saying four, of 192 possible workouts. So the first question I'm asking is did I show up and of 192 I worked out a total of Of 155 times, and if you average that out, that's about 12 workouts every single month. So I basically missed a week's worth of training every month. Is one way you could look at it, because I did 4, 8, 12. I could have done 16, Um, but I generally find doing 16 is quite difficult. Now I could lower it, but I find when I lower it, I end up, you know, lowering my target and lowering the minimum and maximum range of how much I do train. And that doesn't really help me. So I like keeping that goal as high as possible. And if we look at my lifts, I, I go to the gym and I train um, strength training, bodybuilding, and I do some high intensity cardio, uh, sometimes some boxing. At the moment, my bench press is around 85. You can see the numbers if you care enough uh, on my my yearly review. I'm squatting 110 kg and I'm I'm doing a box deadlift, which is a different type of deadlift of around 110. And the next steps for me uh, in 2019 and this year is getting to a minimum of 14 a month. Now, you're listening to this in February, January. I didn't reach that target. There was a lot going on. And for various different reasons, I had a slow start to January. Um, So February, i got to make sure. And this is why, you know, the back issue is kind of frustrating. Um, But I'll be back. You know, I think a big thing I was thinking about this morning um, is... You've got to be patient. Sometimes you, you know, right now I feel like going to the gym. I, I have time, but it's better for me to just wait to make sure that, you know, everything is healed because the last thing you want is an injury. And one of the things that I've actually written in my yearly review and something that I think is a big lesson, not just in the gym, but in life is not taking shortcuts. There was one workout where because I was racing ahead for time, and I, would, I didn't have to go anywhere. I was just rushing for no reason. I injured my, my back actually. Um, and it's probably one of the worst injuries I've had to the point where I, I was struggling to actually walk, sit, do anything other than lie down. Um, I sprained my back. And how I did that was the most ridiculous way possible. I was deadlifting 120 kilos, which is a normal weight for me. I've been doing that for years. Um, around that range and instead of unracking the weight so taking all of the plates off and then moving the barbell and then reloading so I could do some, some barbell shrugs I just tried to lift it and carry the whole thing and because it didn't have the safety clips on which again I was taking a shortcut I didn't use a safety clip because it's easier to add plates and take them off rather than just the minor inconvenience of unracking or unclipping uh, the the barbell the weight shifted as I was carrying it to one side, and as I did that, immediately I felt the tweak in my 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 lower back, and I stopped my workout right there. tried to do another exercise, it didn't happen. Um, an annoying personal trainer with a bit of an ego trick, he he came up to me and was like, "Hey man, you need to re rack your place." In my head, I'm just dying uh, of pain from what I'd just done and I ended up having to take a good week off um, which is where you see the dip I think this happened in April or no it was in August September um, so you can see a big gap in July I did 14 and in August September 9 October was less and that's where I had the injury and in November I, I brought that back up so the lesson there you know safety first Don't try and take shortcuts, always focus on the fundamentals, no matter how much of a master you think you are. And this is just a small example from my own workouts, but think about where else in your life you're trying to skip the basics, like putting the safety clips on, or like you know, starting your day right and writing down your goals. There's all kind of fundamental things that we all know we should do, but sometimes we think we're above the process. And I say we and I'm totally talking about me too here. So um that's that's what i've done and i think the final lesson in this area is for a long time i've followed other people's plans and workouts but now i'm at a place where you know my girlfriend often says to me you could have been a personal trainer um and i have a lot of friends who i make workout plans for them i help them with their nutrition just because i've studied this so much and i enjoy this hobby of mine you know lifting weights going to the gym being active playing football all those kinds of things surfing as well is another one that I can create my own plans and as strange as it sounds one of the most um encouraged things that people are most encouraged to do is is focus on their legs and the 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 stereotype is that people are top heavy but actually for me the opposite is true my legs are stronger than my upper half um and, and a little bit disproportionately so. So I'm trying to address that balance. And, you know, I gave myself permission this year to actually focus more so on upper body. So I'm actually going to do more chest, abs and arms in order to, you know, increase the mass on the other side. So that's how it went. And then I've got another section here on flexibility, um, being proactive throughout the day. So steps, I think, is a big one. Uh, we spend most of our days sitting. In fact, I'm sitting right now. So let me stand up. We spend most of our days sitting down and that is really unhealthy. Um, I think if there's a book on this, I forget the name that my personal trainer, uh, Mario Tomic told me about years ago, which talks about even if you're doing an hour of training, you know, like me four or five times a week, if you're sitting for more than six hours, sitting for that amount of time, it has a very detrimental effect and to such a degree that it can shorten your lifespan because of the increased risk to heart disease and things like that. And as you're listening right now, you're 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 in your car, you're on your commute, just look at your body, like notice how you're sitting and readdress that. Are your shoulders drooping forwards or are they, you know, outwards? Is your chest out? Are you breathing correctly? Does your diaphragm have enough room to take air in, these seem like really minor, obvious things. But again, they're, they're huge fundamentals. And making sure you have the foundation right allows you to build a massive skyscraper. You know, the bigger the building is, the stronger the foundation, the bigger the foundation needs to be. And that's something I focused on a lot this year is making sure I was doing an average of six to eight thousand steps every single day. Um, and making sure that every hour I get up and move around. And I I just use, you can see in videos, I'm wearing um, a Vivo Smart HR Plus. Uh, I bought it about a year or two ago, still going strong and does everything I need it to. But one of the things I love is every hour, it will buzz and vibrate. You know, a lot of the fitness trackers out there do this, so it's nothing complicated. You can buy a cheaper one than what I've got um, that does pretty much all the same things because the technology has improved so much in that time. But it tells me to move and I, I've really been trying to make sure that I do that. Um, you know, there's a running joke in my family, like they'll see me just walking up and down in the house like, what are you doing, you crazy person. Um, but I'm just trying to get my steps in. So really useful thing, even in terms of productivity, you know, taking a break. Uh, some of you may have heard of the Pomodoro technique, which if you haven't, I'll be covering in a collaboration I'm doing with Motivation to Study. Uh, I'll also post some stuff on my channel about that. But the essential thing is that spacing your workout helps you in terms of memory and productivity. So taking a good break, even when you don't feel like it, actually. Uh, Sometimes I like working for, you know, two hour periods at a time and I get really into flow. I don't want to stop. But what I've actually found is taking a break at that point, just for two minutes, you know, just a two minute go walk down the road, come back you know, down to your neighbor's house and come back, something short, go to the toilet, go to the printer, take a long route, just something, get moving around, get stretching, like shake your body and then carry on again. It doesn't take long. It's it's two minutes. So I've actually done really well. And last year I had an issue with my, my uh, glutes. I had a basically a knot in my ass, um, which was really getting uncomfortable. Um, So I made sure I was doing some stretching because weightlifting and bodybuilding uh, any kind of strength training building your your muscles it creates a lot of tension in your body because you're you're shortening that muscle and flexibility yoga is the opposite you're trying to stretch and lengthen the muscle so you're pulling at two polar opposite uh, ends of the spectrum so i made sure that in 2018 i did those stretches and i had success i got rid of that knot and things went well um and yeah i'm very happy with that so i think this is an area of my life that i've got so running smooth so smoothly um i know when to work a little bit harder when to relax a little bit i know what the indicators are you know one of the indicators for me is if i go above 67 kilos and i'm it's not you know lean mass i know i okay i need to dial it back a bit i need to focus on eating a little bit less and get back into a more optimal range for me i know that the 65 mark is where i feel the best in terms of my focus and everything else and and one other thing to add here which i'm definitely gonna do a, a video on is and i want to know in the comments actually just comment down below how many of you drink coffee and specifically how much coffee and caffeine are you drinking um if you can give me amounts that would be amazing but you know you're having two espressos i know people who have like three four coffees per day for me coffee is something that I never drank I started drinking um, when I moved to London in 2017 so 2017 2018 I generally had one black coffee every day and what I've recently done this year is cycled completely off because you do reach a point where you become tolerant and there is a Point. There's a point where even if you drink more, you have more caffeine. It has no more it has no more effect. Like you just become desensitized to it. Um, and I've actually had uh, a good couple of weeks, two weeks, no coffee at all. I thought it'd be more difficult, but I didn't have any of the headaches people talk about. And actually, I now prefer having tried it for two years and loved it, and not having done it for the last two weeks. I say I prefer generally not having coffee because my energy especially when I wake up I'm a hundred percent fresh like I'm ready to go immediately on waking whereas when I was having coffee and this was the reason I stopped I got to a level a point where I felt a little bit groggy when I woke up and I felt you know I needed an hour at least to really wake up And then I'd have my coffee and then I'd be feeling as fresh as I do now. So um, that's something else I've been doing in terms of the health and nutrition. So let's let's actually go to the final sections of my review. And that is entrepreneurship and then life, leisure and relationships. So in terms of entrepreneurship, again, I had some really good growth, steady growth, which is massively underestimated. Um, I was talking to Raphael yesterday, who's going to be on the next episode of the podcast. Um, he's a, a really well known motivational speaker and life coach on YouTube. Check him out, he's awesome. But we were talking about how a lot of people, when they start their business, it's very sexy to want to grow, you know, 100K in the first year. But actually, the problem is that if you grow that fast, your mindset is not your mind and your ability and your skill, your habits, your routine. It's not able to maintain that level of success. It's too much for you to handle. And sometimes having success too early, and I mean, whatever kind of success that could be, you know, getting an Olympic gold at the age of like 16 or winning something too soon or getting too many good grades too quickly, it can be a negative thing because you're, you're getting rewarded for negative behaviors, or you may not have the right routine or the mindset. So, steady slow growth is massively underestimated. And I know, you know, for those of you who are listening at this stage in time, you know, I'm not expecting this podcast to get massive crazy views. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it literally for Team KB. Uh, and if you're part of the squad, like hit me up down below. I love talking to you in the comments. And, you know, a lot of you message me saying, man, I mean, like, how do you not have more views or subscribers or all these things? And the answer is one, because I'm not good enough yet. And I say that with uh, no ego or bitterness, but I just see it as, yeah, I just need to improve, man. Like I can take my videos to another level still. And I know that um, equally, I, I think it's also about steady growth. You know, being able to grow slowly and getting to know each and every one of you. I see regular comments from the same people. And that means we can build an actual connection. Um, I'm not interested in having 20 million subscribers like PewDiePie or whatever, how many he has, and not getting to know many of them. I actually want to get to know as many of you as possible. And we all grow like a hundred squad strong of us wearing team kb t-shirts and hats and working on our goals every day because like a 100 people can change the world A 100 people can change the world like how many nobel peace prize winners have there been i know there's maybe more than 100 who knows um someone google that for me but it doesn't take you know masses of people it takes one person with huge influence uh, even if you look at donald trump like whether you agree with him or not the guy is making a difference we can argue what that difference is but he's making a difference one guy and everyone around him said there's no way you're going to become president and here we go and and now we're in a time where you know Marianne Williamson uh like a spiritual leader that so many of you may have heard of or some of you may have heard of from a course of Mir- a course in miracles is is making a bid for the presidency so it, it has a huge impact so coming back to it We had steady growth in 2017. um, So I run two businesses. Uh, In 2018, that's when I split them into two. So before that, it was all under the brand of Revolution Hive, which many of you know, this channel used to be called Revolution Hive. Um, Until in 2018, I decided, uh, and I was persuaded rather, to split the two up, to have a brand under my name, Keshav Bhatt, and the logo, and all the stuff you see now. Um, And that's the YouTube site, and then Revolution Hive is separate. And let me tell you a little bit about that, so you, you get what happened in 2018. So when I started this channel, my main aim, and still my main aim now, was and is to challenge the education system, to teach the things that we aren't taught in school. And so I started making videos. And at the same time, I started a non-profit organization a social enterprise which if you don't know what that is it's basically a mix between a charity and a business Um, so we sell stuff but we use the money we make to help more young people and that company is called revolution hive we are now six years into that business and it started just me on my own in my room at the age of 2021 hustling no money, like totally broke, uh, living with my family. So I had a roof over my head and all that taken care of. So I was lucky in that aspect, but just trying to make it work. And I think in the first year, I maybe worked with a handful of young people, maybe like 30. And in 2017, um, sorry, let's go back a year. In fact, 2016, I got a group of people together that was already working with Lewis Howell, Shirin Shah, Ishani Parekh. Uh, Chloe Donovan was there as well. So, a shout out to her. And we together formalized that um, organization into what in the UK is known as a CIC. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically the legal form of a social enterprise. So, instead of just being a normal private company, like a private business that makes money, we made, uh, we legalized or we put into writing. I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible for those of you who know nothing about social entrepreneurship. But I know there's some of you who do. So bear with me on this. We, we formalize all of those things so that, you know, the money we make has to go towards the community um, and also so that we could this year apply for grant funding. So I think the lesson here that I want to share is you've got to think like a chess master, you got to think about where you are now, but also five moves ahead where you want to be. So five moves ahead, I want to be buying my own house. I want to be, you know, growing Revolution Hive. I want it to have its own office space. I want to hand over potentially to another CEO. So I know there's certain things I need to do before I can get even close to that. And that's what the game is about. So I was able to grow it myself for a little bit under my own name. And slowly what happened is those videos I was creating that you guys have seen on the channel, they really started to do well. And we ended up in 2017, 18, I was thinking a lot about people are getting confused because Revolution Hive is its own thing now. Like it's grown up the baby and like, I'm ready to say, you know, go out into the wide world on its own. And this is a problem that a lot of founders have. If you run a business, one of the biggest blocks to your business is you. You are the block. So how can you move out of your own way? And a problem that a lot of founders encounter is they not they may be good to grow it from zero to a hundred K, but they may not be the person to grow that organization from a hundred to you know a million. Because it, it brings with it its own unique challenges. And yes, at the moment, I'm able to grow and do those things, but eventually they make, there will definitely come a point where somebody is better equipped. And with an organization like this, it's not a business I'm doing for profit. It's something I'm doing to try and help young people, especially we're focusing on those who, what we call in the UK, disadvantaged backgrounds. So, you know, ethnic minorities, I'm talking um, some kind of learning difficulty, some kind of uh th- thing going on in their family background They're, they that have less than average income we're really focusing on those because what we're seeing and and there's so many uh things out there that prove this as people much smarter than me have done their research that education when we think about it when you enter that point of education it should actually reduce the gap of inequality between those who have privilege and those who don't, those who have money and those who don't, those who have both their parents and those, it should be creating an equal playing field. But what's happening is that there is a structural inequality being created because over time, that gap isn't removed, it's extenuated. It's it's getting bigger. And one of the biggest deficits is the what we call, and we use this word in, in Revolution Hive, cultural capital so basically all of the life skills that you don't build because if you compare you know somebody who's listening right now uh, in Bangladesh who lives in a remote village versus somebody who goes to a grammar school here in the UK now we have free wi-fi public libraries all kinds of resources we have you know the internet is a huge advantage But this person in Bangladesh may not have access to those things. They may have the same talent, the same, you know, even more willpower perhaps even. But they're at a disadvantage in this race. And that's how privilege works. Um, I will be doing a whole course on inequality this year, like I mentioned in the last podcast. So we've been working to try and reduce that in our own tiny little way. And in... 2017, we managed to reach uh, 1,498 young people, which was a record. And, you know, in 2018, it got to the point where, you know, I was looking at what I was doing on YouTube, the coaching, the videos, and Revolution Hive, which has its own purpose, its own mission in life. And that is to teach young people about the life skills they don't learn in the classroom. And so I decided time to split the two into two different companies. And so Inner Compass was born and I created this six week online course that you guys can all check out called Inner Compass, which helps you using the most proven psychology and science out there, how to find your purpose in life, especially if you feel lost, stuck and confused, if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, even your 50s, even Um, or even younger outside this is timeless you know it's it's something that I think is going to benefit people for many many years and I've built the course in a way that in the first episode I talk about this in the first lesson that this is not linear it's not a tick box exercise it's cyclical so you can go through this again and again and again and you will still gain value because these are the fundamental pillars of living a life your most meaningful life your most purposeful life So we created that. I worked with a company that has been helping me to put that together and put that out there. Um, And yeah, we we focused more on Revolution Hive. And last year, the magic number is in. uh, We reached 2017 young people. Now, I can't explain to you how difficult that is as uh, an organization that has no funding right now, that has three people working well two people working part-time and me full-time and I'm not getting paid I'm not getting a salary still six years later I'm still not getting a salary from Revolution Hive I get a nominal amount maybe every other month when I need it but I'm still doing a lot of work for free and to be honest I'm probably not in the, the most optimal position to do that so that's one thing that I'm addressing this year now when we look at um, the education market it's very difficult to sell this kind of thing to schools and so it's been a real challenge Uh, i don't want to hide anything from anyone here this is a totally honest podcast Um, but we managed to reach 2017 young people and you know big credit to the team to lewis to ashani to our amazing advisory board who give us free advice every quarter and keep us on track we've reached that so this year the goal in 2019 is to reach 3,500 young people. So I'll let you know how that works out. It's going to be a challenge. Um I'm actually off to a school later today to deliver a one-hour talk on motivation and, and making the most of your education, how to go above and beyond, and all those good things that you don't learn. So that should be a lot of fun. And the next section is Inner Compass. So like I mentioned, we created... New company, and um, actually, going back for a second, you know, I wanted to just read out one of the quotes from my yearly review, which is a lesson that I learned from Revolution Hive, and that is being a leader is hard, but you have to know when to listen and when to decide. Even with the right team around you and the right people around you, the responsibility still lies with you. It's important to learn when to question yourself, but also when to trust your instincts and you can see a theme here you know in my reading in my learning in my weights uh, and my gym workouts I'm learning to really follow those instincts but also know when to question it and when to go with what it's telling me where it's trying to guide me so yeah we let's come back to inner compass and um, I invested a significant amount of money that's why I really felt the pinch last year in working with a guy called Govit Harrier, which uh, if you haven't heard of him, go check him out. He's got a brilliant book. Um, he will be on the podcast. He will be coming on to, I'll be doing a book review. He's got a book called Don't Sleep On It. And what his company does is they help experts create their first 100K of income in their first year. So I'm doing this program. Um, I'm in that first year. I haven't reached 100K yet, but we will definitely be getting there. I have no doubt about that. But it taught me a lot about you know, how the process works of creating online courses. If you haven't checked it out, go check out my, my friend, David, um, David seitman Garland, DSG and the Rise to the Top podcast. He goes all in and teaches you how to create amazing online courses that sell. Um, that's what I'm doing. And it's all automated. And, and once it's firing, trust me, like it frees up so much of your time. But I've learned a lot from the process. You know, I learned the fundamentals don't change, I was expecting something different, something I didn't know, but actually, a lot of it I knew already, so again, I learned to just trust the instincts and the most important thing here is, and looking back at the process, you know Gavit and I have spoken about this that speed is the most important thing. sometimes it's not what you know, it's how fast you can get it done um and sometimes the process was slow, and I realized you know I could have done this quicker myself and sometimes you know they did it in a different way than i would have done it and i learned something from that too so there's always something to get from these these things and i think you know the big thing that i came away with was damn like i know a lot of stuff i have so much value to give um funnily enough i see 2018 as the year where there was a lot of self a lot of doubt a lot of questioning myself a lot of wondering like am i do i have enough of the right information do i need to spend more time on this am i doing something wrong am i why am i not further ahead you know all those questions that everyone has i faced them a lot last year like probably the most in a long time and it really taught me like yo like you know it you know plenty like you're on the right track keep going so um that really really helped a lot and i think The other lesson I would give all the entrepreneurs out there that are listening is is two things. One is um, the speed at which you test things, I think is really important. If you're going to create content even uh, on YouTube, if you're going to create an online course, if you're going to put significant amounts of money into things, do your homework, do your research, find out, you know, what do schools want? That's why Revolution Hive has been such a success in the last couple of years is because the first thing we did when we created our CIC company together, I brought the other directors on and I created the team was we actually went out and asked young people like, what do you want to learn? And and so we know. So when someone, when, when, I head, when I'm in a conversation with a head teacher and they tell me this is what I think they need, I can say, I'm sorry, can I just stop you for a second? Actually, the research and data is telling me um, based on the work I've done with your specific kids, this is what we need. And my expertise tells me here's where we should go. So this is what I recommend to you. And we have a conversation about, you know, what it should be. So that's, that's the first one. And the second thing is making things easy, like to execute. Um, this year, I'm going to be making as close as possible to daily videos. And so what I've done is restructured my entire room so that I can film right, right away. Because I don't know when inspiration is going to strike, and I want to make sure that it finds me one working, but two ready. Like, I just have to turn the camera on. And in 2016 and 17, when I moved to London, the shift that occurred and the reason you saw less content was one, it was a less priority, but two, it was more complicated for me to film. You know, I had to book a, ske- a, a scheduled time and space in a studio at the YouTube space. and all these things. And and it was glamorous and cool at the beginning, but then it just kind of became a bit of a headache. Um, You know, I was looking at the diary the other day for studio space and it's like two weeks from now. So I'd have to film all my content in the space of a very short window. And then I moved to Boulderton Capital. Um, Shout out to them for still allowing me to film. I still go there. Really like the space that, you know, the ones where you see me on that brown leather couch. um, That's where I am in those And even then, you know, I had to book time in because, you know, these are other people's spaces. And if I want to really go all in on YouTube, I need to have access. I need to have my camera equipment ready. And I don't have to carry this massive um, piece of equipment around on the tube, you know, and getting funny looks too. (laughs) like we'll come back to that. But like I was saying last time. Uh, i'd be getting on the tube i'd be wearing a a hat i'd have i've got this beard i'm brown i've got this massive backpack and unfortunately sometimes people do have their own prejudices and i can see them kind of looking a bit nervously at me um you know i just smile back and say hey like i'm friendly i'm not gonna blow you off or something like just relax but you know make it easy for you to execute like if you're thinking about your routine right now and and let's say you want to read in the morning. Well, like, instead of having your phone next to you, have your book next to you. Like, imagine if you just literally counted how many times you touch your phone per day. And there's apps out there that, that can give you this information. And then go look at, well, what if I touch a book, like physically just put my hand on a book 80 times a day? One of those times you're going to open a page and read a paragraph. And then the next thing you know, You're reading. So, whatever it is, think of the minimum viable version of what you're trying to create. Whether it's a business, a product, a service, a habit, a mindset, a video, anything. Do the tiniest thing, test it, and make it really, really easy for you to take action because complexity is the enemy of execution. Like, the more complicated it is, the harder it is to do. So, keep it simple. There's beauty in those things. And you know, coming to the final section of my review, I think, like I mentioned, I had a few months of this existential crisis of like, who am I? What is my mission? What is Geshev But all about as I, you know, created this new brand? And what do I want it to represent? How do I want to come across? And actually, I realized like, I didn't need to start new or find a new answer. It was the same question I've always asked, I just needed to pick up where I left off and carry on what I was doing two years ago. So another big thing is, you know, it's okay to not finish things and then come back to it later sometimes. Like I have videos that I film and I don't edit them for a while. You know, I still have content from two years ago. A Force of Nature came out in 2016. I'm still sitting on it. I haven't released the video yet. I'm editing it, I mess around with it sometimes, but there'll be a time where you'll see that drop on the channel when it does, Hopefully it will be something epic and something you can all enjoy. So there's always a time for these things. Um, there are a few fun things that I did last year, totally random, outside the box. I started learning piano um, just for fun. Like, And this is the thing I keep saying to people is I really love, one, the complete uh, noobness that I have when it comes to piano. Like I had no idea what I'm doing and I'm just approaching it as a complete beginner and this is known as something called uh, I think in Japanese culture if I remember correctly or I can't remember where I picked this up I think it was James Clear, Shoshin, the beginner's mindset of being completely empty completely fresh and having been able to experience that with every piano lesson I go to and there are, all of the other students by the way are between the ages of five and say 10 I'm the oldest but I'm also like a big total beginner there's there's six year olds that are way better than me and I like that because it's an area where I'm not an expert I don't know anything and I can approach it just for the love of learning I'm not trying to become a pianist I'm not trying to you know play in a con I've played in a concert now for fun but I'm not trying to go anywhere with it other than just the love of learning and I've I've spoken about this in videos you've seen this week, you know, I talked about warning signs in the insight course, which if you haven't seen, go and check that out, which I dropped this week. I talked about, you know, if one sign you're in a rut is you're not learning new things. You're not doing anything new. And and what from a neuros a neurological point of view, you're not creating new pathways in your brain and you're not de- reversing or delaying the aging process. You've got a You know, there's no backwards. There's no, sorry, there's no middle ground here. It's either growth or decay. You're either growing or you're dying. Like imagine if you stand still, it's like those, you know, those machines you have at the airport that they're like escalators and they move you forward. If you stand still, you go backwards. So imagine you're standing on an escalator that's going the opposite way to the direction you want to go in so you, you have to keep moving in order to go up the down escalator that's how it works and you have to do it with speed and it's kind of fun too so that was one thing I was doing another thing uh, playing a lot of chess uh, and then stopping which is hard and realizing you know I, I probably don't have time for this I need to do other things so um, you know it's just a casual hobby at this stage and then I actually got to surf again which I've been wanting to do for for a good while 2017 and didn't um, I went to Morocco with my brothers and just yeah improved again there and being out in the ocean doing nothing but sitting on a board and getting battered by waves every day um, was a lot of fun so those are the main takeaways uh, next steps you know continue uh, with my piano I've put here finished book two which I almost have um, I've upgraded my piano so I'm gonna have to update that goal actually Going back to Birmingham, which is where my family are, one month in advance, been keeping up with that, um, sharing people's birthdays, in my family, I created this crazy spreadsheet of everyone's birthdays and as I remember them, I put them in and then I'm going to share that with everyone. I also created my own pot of money that I save for birthdays, so every paycheck I get, a small amount of that goes into a pot of money, which is just for birthdays, so I can spend it on you know gifts but also experiences anything related to giving back to my family because that's one of the most important things I think I probably I don't share a lot about my family life for obvious reasons um although you know I don't mind sharing certain bits and yeah they're like one of the most important the most important thing like most of my time I spend with them and final goal and I know a lot of you are going to be excited about this is that uh, I'm coming to India in the final part of the year. Now, I haven't been since 1997. I was seven years old and I barely remember that. So for me, you know, I'm a huge lover of my culture. Um, I get asked a lot, actually, like, bro, are you Indian? And, you know, my most common response is, like, Does it doesn't really matter what I am. Don't worry about that. Like, focus on what I'm talking about and and taking action but yes I am Indian Um, I was born and brought up in the UK and that's why I have this beautiful accent that so many of you um, love Uh, and I got asked the other day I think comment of the week actually was how do I get an accent like yours Um, and my response was drink a lot of harder as for those of you who know what that is or turmeric as they're calling it now Um, so the plan is to come back to India and, uh, you know, see my family that are there from my dad's side. But also I want to link up with a couple of you if I can, uh, if logistics allow, and just, yeah, experience the culture. I have some other things I will be working on while I'm there writing a lot, but, I'm really looking forward to that. I wanted to go actually earlier in the year. My dad wanted me to go too, but I had to say to him, listen, I know I promised you I would go, but this is not the best time in my business to go. And if we schedule it for November or October, I can plan accordingly. So another lesson here, I think I mentioned it earlier on in the previous podcast, but you should be blocking time out at the beginning of the year for your breaks. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to travel abroad if you can't afford that. Or it could give you a goal to save up for that. But schedule time where, okay, this is where I'm going to hustle for eight weeks and I'm going to take a week where I just, I'm still doing a bit, but I'm going at 50, 40% and I'm spending a bit more time reading and just digesting things. And I promise you, it'll make all the difference because I know when I'm doing 16 workouts in a month and then I take a week where I still train, but that week I only lift 50% of my usual weight, One, I focus on my form. I focus on the fundamentals, the basics. I'm focusing on being present in that workout. I'm not trying to go heavy. I'm not trying to, you know, be the biggest rude boy in the gym. I'm just trying to be consistent, show up, enjoy being in the gym, just enjoy being free, relaxed. Um, The other day I had a workout that was outside my routine. It was just a lot of fun. I was messing around, you know, I haven't done this exercise in a while. Let me try this. I was just playing. And... Every time I have a deload week like that, the next week, my lifts improve. Like I add a couple of kilos onto every lift and it feels good. So take an active rest. Schedule that in right now as you're listening. And that is the review. Um, Final kind of couple of things that I wanted to also touch on. One, the logo. Uh, Some of you were asking me about what the logo means and what it was about so if you actually look at it the colors represent different parts of the brain so you've got that orange section which is the emotion and this the kind of spirit part and that's why i chose the color orange because uh in even in indian culture and in sanskriti and hindu dharma and all these other places you see the color orange so that was an important color that i wanted to bring in to the logo and i wanted to to show something that is all about the mind becoming free so you see those um little polygon shapes kind of going outwards but the bit i love the most and credit to uh gurpreet de who designed the logo as part of the abs program that i talked about earlier is it has a little bit of gold in the middle and that part is the the part of your brain that is responsible for cognitive function um and I just love that that's you know what we're trying to awaken we're trying to create more of that goal so when you see that brain logo one yeah it looks cool but also and we went through quite a few different versions um I think that that's where they probably got annoyed with me the most because I'm very particular when it comes to things like this um because I know when I if you're, I'm a hell yeah I'm a hell yeah if I'm not like do it again and I'm happy to wait because we got to get this right if I'm going to be using it but really happy with how it turned out so thank you so much to her for creating that for me and that's what the logo means and I want to end with a thought of the day so you've seen hopefully by now like I said the insight series on feeling lost where I talked about the best books on purpose I talked about warning signs that your life is going nowhere how to get your life back together we did a breakdown of Serena Williams amazing story like I really enjoyed doing the research for that number one you know what did you think of the series which was your favorite um, episode or lecture and you know show me some love please share it like I said in the course like this is stuff I could have sold and I didn't want to because I really believe some information should just be free it should be available to anyone anywhere and it took me countless hours um, to create, like, whenever I do, when I did the boundless course, the limitless course, man, two hours, um, a two hour course on productivity. I, like, there is a part of me that thinks, man, you could have sold that for like 997 on Udemy. Like, why didn't you do that? But, um, and people have asked me, but, I really believe, like I said, some things should be free and available to anyone everywhere, especially if you don't have the money for these things. So please utilize them. Please know the value of what I'm sharing and please also support me in getting my videos out there. And, you know, also buy my products, buy my services, go buy the discovery program, it's seven pounds. Um, I'll leave a link in the description. And if you want the full inner compass course, um, I'll put a link down in the description. Everyone who's listening right now, if you made it 50 minutes in, you can use the discount code INNER40, INNER40, I-N-N-E-R 40, and you'll get 40% off the Inner Compass course. I'll leave a link in the description. And what do you get with the program? Well, there's three packages. You can get bronze, which is just the course. You can get silver, which involves a Facebook group and live calls with me on zoom and a bunch of other like-minded people which is amazing and gold where you actually work with me one-to-one if that is something that you would love to do obviously that is the most expensive option but that's where i pour into you the most hence the pricing so let's talk about bronze there are six modules to the course the first module focuses on clarity so where do you want to go how do you find purpose in your life and the exact tools the strategies that i've used with Myself, my businesses, my clients to help move them forward. The second module is all about calm mind. So, if you're feeling anxious, there is a guided meditation in here that I use for myself, and you see how I meditate. But there's also other tools in terms of what if you don't want to meditate? Because everyone's talking about mindfulness right now, but you don't have to just meditate. Like, you can achieve enlightenment through lifting weights you can achieve enlightenment and calmness and peace is ultimately what we're seeking from playing the piano and and that's what ultimately you're trying to achieve so that module focuses on that module three is the one that is the module that makes people cry yeah like really if you're in in a compass silver or gold that's the one that you already know you're going to get the like huge value out of and that's all about connection And we take a look at some of the unhelpful patterns that you may have picked up. And to give you an analogy, you know, imagine when you start learning an instrument, let's say you start learning to play the guitar. Initially, every single movement on your finger, even the way you hold the guitar, it feels abnormal. So like if you fold your arms right now, you'll notice one arm is always on top of the other. Try and do it the other way. Feels odd. So... We have all of these patterns that we, we pick up. And as you're learning guitar, eventually you go from consciously playing the notes to unconsciously playing the notes. And you don't need to think about how to play, you just play. So if you look at your own life, imagine all of the areas where you have unconscious competence. You've picked up patterns that are unhelpful for you you know, ways of viewing people, prejudices, stereotypes, limiting beliefs, self-doubt. This module, like, goes deep into your past and your history and just, like, rips all of those things out quite um, aggressively. And then the final three modules are about challenging yourself. There's all these tools on how to stop procrastinating, how to be more productive, finding out what kind of procrastinator you are. We've got a module on consistency, which You know, you can have all of the other things, but if you're not consistently practicing the other C's, there's six C's that make up the six pillars of living a meaningful life. You're not going to get anywhere. I share tools, techniques, and the things that work according to the latest research out there to help you be consistent. And the final one is contribution. How can you do some good in the world? And is the good you're doing actually making a difference? So those are the six modules. There's actually a bonus module I've thrown in there. There's an eight book reading list you get with it. There is an entire PDF workbook with all of the worksheets, all of the exercises in there that took me at least like a month to create and design. Um, so you're getting a really, really cool deal. The cost for bronze is £116. And like I said, you got 40% off. So if you want to check that out, go ahead, support me, help me pay the bills, help me pay for my petrol. Um improve your life, improve your work. Some of the money will go to Rev Hive too. So you're doing some good there and check it out. But if that's not for you, you got the free stuff on YouTube. Don't worry, Um, that will always be there. And the thought of the day is that, I suppose, you know, that piano. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that, how quickly I've learned, but also just the, the vast ocean of things that are out there that I'm not even aware of right now. And, you know, there was a uh, a group of scientists actually were asked to do a study into how much of your mind is conscious and how much of it is unconscious or subconscious. And what they found was when they presented the findings, people didn't really understand what they're saying because it's quite complex. And so the lead rese- researcher, if I can speak correctly, the lead researcher, He goes to the front of the room in this press conference and he puts up a piece of paper and he says, okay, I want you to imagine this piece of paper is your mind. I'm now going to shade in how much research and how much we know about the conscious mind, about the mind. And literally, he shaded in a little dot and all of the rest of the area, the white space is just stuff we don't know yet. So as much as we're progressing to master our mindset to master our psychology and to improve ourselves and to live our most meaningful lives there are so many things lying dormant beneath the surface even if you think about when you go to the supermarket and you're deciding which chocolate to buy you go based on what you feel you don't make a choice based on logic you don't say logically i think i should buy twix over mars bar you're saying oh, i feel like a twix today that's at a very small level imagine the big decisions imagine the day-to-day decisions when someone says to something to you that you don't quite like you're kind of like what what do you mean by that what are you trying to say and those things happen quickly like your brain responds emotionally first and then logically there's an entire book by dr steve peters on this the chimp paradox for those of you who've not read it where he talks about this so work on these things Implement your own yearly review. Let me know in the comments what you'd like to see in future podcasts and how you're enjoying them so far. And on the next episode, next Sunday at six o'clock, I'll be dropping it on the channel. I'll be talking to Rafael Eliasen, and Rafael is a high performance coach. This guy's got millions and millions of views on YouTube. He's coached over six hundred people in the last three to four years, and he's going to be sharing his journey and how he was lost and feeling stuck and confused and how he went from there to being flown to america to coach a ceo and his entire team and his entire family his relationship everything uh, all expenses paid and how he got to that point just from sticking to his one thing and having clarity on what he wanted to achieve so as always Thank you so much for being here and listening with me. This is like a phone call between me and you right now. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Show me some love in the comments. Let me know what you think. And I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.